Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's already done. It's the Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast with host Tyra Little. We're live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show deals with personal and community issues by getting to the root cause and causes on an open and raw level. We're unpacking emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical topics that influence and often control us. Get ready to unload, examine, and process. Let's get unpacked on Never Handed So Good Sports Media Network. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, hello, and welcome to Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast, and I'm your host, Tyra Little. So today we're going to continue with the series, the Queendom series. So on part three today, we have Miss Nadia Fisher with us. Um, Nadia has done so many amazing things, um, and I'm going to give her the opportunity to tell you exactly who she is and some of the things that she's done. And, um, Nadia, I just thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I mean, just to be on Pressure Points Unpacked, I truly appreciate it, and I just I thank you. I can't say thank you enough. So at this time, I want you to tell the listeners a little about yourself. Tyra, first of all, thank thank you so much for allowing me to be, you know, a guest on your amazing, you know, uprising uh, platform. In our previous conversation, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I applaud you and your team and your efforts of, you know, moving the needle to uh, utilize the platform as the media, you know, to showcase our issues and, and, and give us a safe space so we can talk about them. So, you know, first, I know you thank me, but let me thank you. So thank you again. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, yes, I am Nadia Fisher. I'm a proud product of Flint, Michigan. My water has never been clean. Unfortunately, that is a hashtag, but unfortunately, it is the bare truth. Um, I'm a current resident of Cincinnati, Ohio, proud mother of one child, beautiful child, by the name of Sean. Um, I've been uh, sitting in prison literally since I was the age of eight years old. Um, my young, impressionable mind watched my uh, brother, my eldest brother, uh, serve almost 20 years um, for a nonviolent crime as a first-time offender. And I watched, those, um, I watched that, 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 that turmoil, you know, unfold in my life at that young, impressionable age. And I saw what it did, how it impacted um, our community, our mm-hmm. culture, our family, and the economy. And so um, I guess watching, you know, all that hurt and pain and trauma unfold right in front of my eyes, seeing what happened to my brother, which zombified him, if you will, um, it forced me into activism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I'm here. 
here to talk about that journey. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... I mean, I didn't realize until, you know, when I was looking at your bio and just hearing you say again at the age of eight, you know, we've had some shows where we've dealt with and talked about childhood trauma. And, you know, I myself understand how having a loved one in prison, how it affects, it affects everyone. It doesn't just affect the person that's in prison. Um, The family is torn apart because now you have so many different things that you're concerned and worried about. You're worried about your loved one. Um, but just the mere things of having enough money on the phone so that they can call, um, certain things that they need, putting money on the books and dealing with all that. But I want to get back to what you're saying of the of the age of eight. So I can't, I can't even begin to um, imagine how that affected you at the at the age of eight. Um, because as an adult, I know every time I to visit my oldest son when he was locked up, just to hear those doors, that that locking mechanism, it did something to me. It, it, it triggered me, and it was so bad until it got to the point where I just, I really couldn't do it. I, I really couldn't go. You know, I remember walking in one time actually having a meltdown after the clicking sound, you know? So I can't even begin to imagine at the age of eight what did that do to, you know, you and, you know, your your parents and going to, to see him. Absolutely. You know, when you make reference to that clicking sound, you know, that clicking that clicking that clicking sound is almost in comparison to the clicking sound of a coffin when they close it. My Lord. Didn't it feel like that for you, sister? Ooh, yeah. Even though never you thought know, about your it son is alive, but guess what? Mentally, mm-hmm. physically, you feel like his body is, is no longer there. It's no longer in the spirit with you. It's no longer with us. You know, that's how I felt about my big brother. My big brother, you know, my parents were General Motors laborers, so they worked a lot. So mm-hmm. my brothers were very, very instrumental in raising me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, and it hit me even harder just to think of the fact that I was my oldest brother. He was like my father. He used to comb my hair and get my clothes on for school and take me to school. And it was like everything. My my whole life ended when he was taken from me. And I'll never forget visiting him. You know, when I was eight, I remember looking around in, in the room. And he and I, we still have this conversation to this day because he used to always say I was so, so observant, my little young mind. But nonetheless, <laughs> I remember looking out in the room, and there were hardly any people that looked like myself and you, Tyra. Mm. There were more uh, Caucasians in the room versus black people. And I, one of the first things I said was, "Is Big Brother, is this where they send people when they're bad? And he said, Yes, something like that. I said, well, it doesn't seem right because this looks like a big warehouse. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what prison is, Tyra. Mm-hmm. Prison is warehousing concentrated characters. That's all it is, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not corrective yeah. behavior. There's nothing nope. correction, corrective about imprisonment. No. It isn't. It's not. And there's so many other long-term issues that come from that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I can understand what you mean by when you say that clicking. 
It mm-hmm. does. It was very traumatic for me as being a little girl. Wow. And just think about all the years I continued to go. I went to visit my brother for over 10 years. Every weekend, no friends would, you know, visit time out for friends and visits, you know, I was 10 years of my life. And every day, I mean, every weekend when I would go, the visiting room became more and more filled with people that looked like you and I. Mm. Wow. So wow. there was truly wow. a ratio difference there. So that was another observation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what? The most powerful thing, one of the powerful things that um, I can say that came out of this is, as you said, you, you became an activist. And so... Um, with the the project that you started, um, with the free free Tommy, mm-hmm. was that was so? I mean, you know, it, it it sparked something in you, and I mean, you didn't just go back just to help your brother, but to help so many others. And so, um, if you could walk us through that through that journey of just uh, um. That journey gets a little bit emotional for me. So when I met the individual, Tommy, I realized that there was truly an injustice that had occurred. This gentleman had received five life sentences plus 61 years for a, a nonviolent crime. Um, the sentencing disparity was so, it, it was so egregious that I, I just didn't understand, like, because I remember reading the sentencing transcripts and the judge even said that he didn't even know how to sentence him because something like that had never been committed before. So basically he had nothing to shepherdize from. He really didn't have any legal case findings or anything that he could actually mirror towards that crime. So nonetheless, um, I just felt that that was something that I needed to take on. Um, But in that journey I realized that unless you have power behind you, and have some, you know, influential individuals to help you, your needle is never going to move in your efforts of trying to do what's right or trying to invoke change. And so I, I, I had an opportunity to attend a Congressional Black Caucus meeting, and Maxine Waters was there, and she was recognizing some others, and um, Eric Garner's mother was there. Mm-hmm. And so she and I talked, and I'm going to, going to give you the short version, and it was magic ever the, ever since then. And then was formed the Mothers of the Movement. Right, I became right. a social justice publicist and a, you know, public relations, um, social justice publicist. Um, and it was just, it was just an amazing, it, it was an amazing opportunity for me to be able to become the publicist of the mother of Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner. Sandra Bland, Dontre Hamilton, Hydea Pendleton, Jordan Davis. That was that was awesome. And it helped me move my needle. And it helped me, you know, into a platform of being, you know, as an activist. Here I am. But you know, even in taking on that role, because as I understand it, um, you're actually the only social justice star person in the U.S. Well, I would even say, period. Um, I've never, you know, never heard that title. But um, 
it's just powerful that, you know, we all can see the injustices sometimes. And, you know, people talk about them. They have conversations about them. But the inner being of who you are, you have to do something about it because by starting from the from an eight-year-old little girl, seeing the many injustices, um, even going back to um, you put things into action, you know. You put things into action, and um, man, you know, I, I heard good things about and how you you, know, you get in here where you, you get the work done. Um, I just, I it is is very commendable. Um, but with that and go through all of that because we are human. That has to take a toll on you still mentally as well. You know, oh, and as you know, part of oh, yeah, yeah, and as you know, part of the platform for um, point some packages, we you know deal with uh, the mental aspects as well, and talk about how these tragedies um, affect our community as well. So I can only I can't even begin to imagine um, because having to have the the detailed information of each of these cases and build that rapport and, you know, it's, it's a, it becomes a family. And it begins to feel like, you know, because I'm at the point now to where I can even, like, watch TV. When I hear about another young black man, person that has, you know, died from the hands of just, you know, the injustice like this, I can't, I can't watch it. So I can't even begin to imagine how that makes you feel, you know? You know, it, um, well, I, I guess I can just say this, you know, I'm living proof right now. I'm actually in Jamaica. This is my self-care. Mm-hmm. Leaving the United States and unplugging is my way of turning up the self-care, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um. I have met an amazing man here um, outside of that, but outside of him, this is my paradise. This is the way I escape. Um, I go outside. I allow allow the sun just to love on me, and I escape all of it. And I have to go into, you know, different, you know, realms of of quietness to remind myself I, I am wonderful, but I am human. And I have to do these things in order for me to, you know, put that coat of armor back on so I can go back to the U.S. and get back in the fight. But I can't be good for my 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 folks over in the U.S. You know, I can't be I can't be good for the un, the unjust if I'm not good for myself first. That's a fact. That's a fact, and that's why we always talk about man self care. Um, self care. Uh, it's, the best, the, care. it's the best it care. It's it the is. best care. It's the best care. And it's nece- it's definitely it's it's necessary. It's necessary. Um, so I, I wanna also talk talk too about, you know, with you going through all of this, um, this has kinda pushed your life in, in, in some different some different um ways because I know like with um your now with with um you, you going in towards some acting as well, correct? 
Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. Get, I mean, you come know, on, man. You know, I'm yeah. an actor. Come I'm on now. To, I mean, you, know, you got a lot of stuff you're trying to downplay here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. You know, honestly, I'm really trying to just, you know, utilize the platform of media, you know, uh, on a much larger scale to be able to just kind of just to talk about our issues. If people see me, then they'll know me. They'll feel me. Mm-hmm. Just you know, I'm just trying to use every outlet that I can to be able to talk about and showcase our issues. Because you and I both know the way to change and and to invoke and impact change is we have to have a large platform, and media is the number one holder of that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I'm just doing some some small stuff. It's really nothing major, but. It will come, but I, I always say too, the small stuff is major. So, absolutely, And it will lead to some bigger things. It will lead to some bigger things. So I see here too. I didn't um, didn't realize that uh, you were a chair for the Cincinnati NAACP Prison Branch. That is correct. Um, to be perfectly honest with you. My bio has not been updated, so I'm no longer the chair of the NAACP, but I once was the chair of the NAACP prison branch. I was. I was. Um, I had not had the opportunity to have a conversation with the um, the new presidential regime of the NAACP, which is a very small local chapter, by the way. And mm-hmm. so we have not actually had a conversation to, to physically denounce me as the chair, um, the former chair. So that's why I just kind of just let it continue to stay out there. So people will still know that I still hold that. Right, right. I mean, but hey, you've you've done a, a lot of work in this in this area. So um, what what would you say? Um, what would you say? That's one of the biggest. I mean, I know that we have to get need to see some change there. But if you had to maybe think about one or two things legal-wise that we as a community need to try to push towards have change, give me maybe one or two things on the legislature level that we need to strive towards as a community. You know, I'm so glad that you asked that question because legislation is what rules the nation. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Websites don't change laws. They do not. That is not how it works. Marches, they're important. Mm -hmm. They're a bit archaic. Don't get me wrong. However, they they do raise and they do, you know, draw some attention and they do disrupt. However, all of that is ineffective without legislation. How I suggest we actually utilize the importance of, you know, spreading that message of why we need legislation is one, is we need to invoke and inhibit more education on how our young minds and those of anyone who's eligible to vote to do their research on their candidate, especially Mm -hmm. on a federal level. All you need to do is go to congress.gov and type in that, you know, your particular candidate, type in their name. You can see right there any bill that they have co-sponsored or sponsored 
as it relates to what you're looking for is invoking change. Congress.gov, the information is right there. Education needs to happen on teaching people to listen, research a candidate. Mm -hmm. Just because they tell you that they're going to do something for you to change, it doesn't mean that they're not a part of it. You better see what they've done. Mm-hmm. See what they've done. Research what they have done. Then you'll know and what they've been a part of. Then you'll know if they are truly, you know, in alignment of what you're looking for to change. Whether it be social justice issues, let's talk about that since we're on the subject. Social mm-hmm. justice issues. Every single legislator, any candidate, and just type their name in congress.gov. You will know what social justice issues that they truly are standing behind, regardless of their race. What they have sponsored and co-sponsored is matter. Mm-hmm. That is the number one thing that I need. I would love to see happen in our communities is the education on what it means, what how important legislation really is. Mm-hmm. It's the law. People say, "Oh my God, they gave my child so much time." Your child was sentenced according to the law. Mm-hmm. You put legislatures, legislators in there that made that law. That's why. Mm-hmm. Did you know that that person you voted for really was going to probably, you know, um, pass a law or invoke a law or pass a bill that's going to give you a life sentence for a gram of crack when you know your nephew is out here selling crack because he doesn't have any resources that are available to him? Well, he can actually get a livable wage job. You think people want to sell crack? But no, you voted that legislator in office. That's why your nephew is in prison for one gram of crack for life. That's why that important. That's that's the most important piece, Tyler, to answer mm-hmm. your question. Sorry, I was on a tangent, but that's where I'm at. No, no, but I understand it. Um, because I, I talk about it also all the time in the legislature. We we have to do better at that. You know, I really didn't learn how to vote um, until I left home. Uh, When I went in the military, you know, I listened to what they told us in boot camp. Um, And it's crazy because it's like, hey, vote Republican because they're the ones that's going to give you, you know, pay raises. But no one said the exact thing as to what you're saying, you know, do your homework. I didn't learn that until I lived in Chicago for some years. And that's really when I learned how to vote Um, because Cook County is one of those counties that do not play with the people that they vote in. And I think so many times we just vote. And again, we vote, make an uneducated um, decision, but then we just leave it there. You know, we don't follow up that candidate. We don't hold them accountable for anything. And that's a major downfall. That's a major downfall. But until we get that piece, I mean, it's it's it's, it's going to be it's, it will continue to be the problems that we're having now. Absolutely, definitely. I agree. Definitely, definitely. Um, Nadia, I know that you are in Jamaica, and I do not want to. Um, I I'm grateful, you know, that you you came on for me, but I definitely do not want to. Um, don't want to hold you. I want to definitely be mindful of your time. Um, I want to give you a couple of minutes if there's anything else that you want the listeners to hear or to know about you 
or any of your upcoming projects, I want to give you that opportunity to address that and tell them if you know how they want to look you up or um, if there's some assistance that they may need um, with their prison stuff that you actually do. You know, let them know where they can find you at. Absolutely. You know, again, Tyra, I first want to say thank you and, you know, your team and your host of listeners um, for your time and, you know, just for allowing me to be me today. You know, no matter where I'm in the world, you know, as you both, as you and I both know that you just can't turn on, turn it on and off as being an activism or activism or being an activist. Mm-hmm. You Either you are or you aren't. And so, you know, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me again to be me today. Um, As I am on sabbatical, if anyone would like to contact me on any guidance or or anything like that, please feel free to reach me at info at NadiaIsPR.com. Again, that's info at NadiaIsPR.com. I do correspond. Um, I do respond back timely. So, like I said, I am on a a brief sabbatical here and just trying to, you know, cleanse all the chakras and get my self-care, you know, turned up so I can get back in this fight. Um, As it relates to upcoming, um, just keep in mind that this is the 10th year memorial of the untimely death of Trayvon. You know, just let us not forget how far we have not come. Mm. Um, The mother of Eric Garner was able to... uh, get the uh, street where Eric was murdered, get that uh, named after Eric, which will be Eric Garner Way. And um, that's upcoming in July. And um, as it relates to me, I'm working with another institution on um, an institute, excuse me, Prison Reform Institute, on um, having the opportunity to free some more um, upcoming um, potential clemency and pardons through the Biden-Harris administration. So I ask everyone to, you know, keep me in high regard with that as we embark on that journey. And um, that's pretty much it. I just wanted everyone to please stay safe and just continue to love and love and love some more and love till it hurts and to love until you don't have any more breath. And that's all I have. Man, I thank you so much, my sister, my friend. I I thank you. I really do. Thank you for your time. Look here, go ahead and catch the rest of that sunshine um, before the sun before the daylight is gone. So you can go ahead and get some more of that vitamin D over there in Jamaica. Um, thanks again. Thank you. Um, hey, you all listen up next Tuesday. This is Pressure Points Unpacked, and I'm your host, Tyra Little. It's already done. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.